Bada bing, bada bam. Welcome to this week's Bacon Mystery, Bacon Murder episode. We are at the final part, the final sprint to the ending of The Glory, the K-drama series on Netflix that has been, I think it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how good it is. So we have a what part about one. On Rotten Mango? <laughs> it's 16 episodes, which is like, I don't know, 20 hours of just binge watching. I have part one, part two, and this is the final part three. It's so so good. So please go watch part one, part two for any of this to make sense. I'm gonna drop you guys into the middle of the story because we are thick in the trenches of the revenge plot now. Okay. So what are we making? Yes, we are making these matcha cookies, matcha co macadamia cookies that I'm excited about. But just to give you a recap of part two of what's been going on, Diana has been thick in her whole scheme of revenge. We thought for a second there that Helen, her accomplice, the ex maid was going to switch sides and go with Eve, but no. She's an OG, okay? She's gonna stick it. She's like, snitches get stitches. She is with Diana for life. And Diana has helped send her daughter, Sunny, to America. We also see that Helen's husband is getting involved in the revenge, but it feels like a setup. From the way that it's done, Helen's abusive husband that Diana promised to kill for Helen in exchange for her help in her revenge is now blackmailing Eve's mother. And Eve's mother had already found out who he is, what his phone number is, where he lives, and everything. So uh, we don't know what's going to happen to the guy, but I don't think that he's going to come out of this alive. <laughs> then we have Eve, who is going to try to ruin Diana's life. She's already inserted Diana's mom back into Diana's life, paying her a big fat chunk of money to get Diana fired from her daughter Yeshoi's private school. Which, speaking of Eve and her daughter, her husband Richard knows what's going on. He knows that not only is Eve sleeping with her high school best friend, Jay, but Jay is also the biological father of their daughter, Yeshor. He's also starting to realize that Eve is not the person that he thought that she was, but for some reason, he is choosing to stay. It's really bizarre. I don't get it. Maybe he has a plot going on. I don't know. Meanwhile, Seda has just been taken down because there's a video of her being inside of her parents' chapel because she's high on drugs that Diana had left for her and Diana sent everyone in the congregation to go check out what the priest's daughter was doing in the underground chapel. Mina found Ryan's old... Oh, okay, also, here's the thing with Ryan. He's disappeared. We're finding out that Eve had murdered him and she had confessed to David the doctor while under anesthesia. Everybody's life is falling apart at the seams. And that is where we are. It's about to get really crazy. So we see that Sarah, Sarah is not faring so well. The video of her being in front of the cross, mask or poning in front of the cross, goes viral. It's like all the news can talk about. Artist Isera at church with drug-induced behavior is mask or poning in front of a cross. And remember how we thought that maybe Helen had swapped sides, but of course she's not going to? She's busy commenting on this anonymous thread about the weather forecaster A being a high school bully, and she's commenting, it's obviously Eve Park, the who's going to end up in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> she is so obvious. Yes. The same, like... <laughs> Same caller ID that she used? Yes. Oh my god, that's gonna be so obvious for her to find out. Yes. Oh my god. This lady is kind of cute and does not care at all. This is very eggy. Okay, can I get the wear? 
And I mean everyone on the internet thinks it's Eve. Even her husband Richard, his company stonks are taking a hit because of this. Which speaking of, Richard gets a call from the local shaman that Eve is there. She showed up wet and shivering in the night. Baking powder. And now we're adding some matcha powder. And now some flour. She had slept at the shaman's temple or yeah, temple. She has slept? Yeah, Eve slept there because the news of her being this bully was all over the internet mm. and she fell asleep there. The shaman called Richard because I don't know why the shaman called Richard. And Richard finds her on the ground in the room. He's not impressed. He does not feel bad for his wife, not in the slightest. He says, get up. Why would you even come here? And he gets her in the car and on the drive home, she starts talking to him and is trying to get some sympathy out of her husband. And she said, I had nowhere else to go. Did you see what's online about me? Of course. So did all my employees. So do you want to leave me now, Richard? There are more pressing matters. We're going straight to the office. The lawyers are on their way. Thank you, babe. I have to handle what's most urgent, Eve. I just need to stop our stocks from crashing. I don't have time to decide if I'm leaving you or not. And he drags her into the office where she sat down, not by just one of JY Construction's lawyers, but like all five of them at this point and they've got the online post printed out and they're reading it to her and they're asking her a bunch of questions. Are, these are there any details in this that you can confirm? Do you have any clue who might have written it? And instead she sits there and she's not even taking it seriously. She just responds, can you prove that this is about me? If you can't prove it's about me, it's not about me then. The lawyers ask, are you saying the post is about somebody else? What do you think? If we take action, we'll just be putting a spotlight on this whole thing. Maybe keeping quiet is the best way. <laughs> I understand how the public thinks better than all you lawyers. Richard is not pleased. Again, this woman has no remorse and he's realizing just how horrible she is. I think there's a stark contrast. Like in uh, part one of The Glory, the way that she was around Richard was very... Like a yo, that's a name that we have in Korean. It means like a fox. She knows exactly what to say. She's very flirtatious and like, hee hee ha ha, like I'm such like this polished nice girl. But now, now she's letting him see everything. And he's not liking it. He is not pleased. And neither is Sarah. Sedai is not pleased because she's currently being held in a police interrogation room. Her effort of packing up her suitcase in a very hastily matter with designer clothes and trying to leave town did not work. She's being indicted for drug-related charges. Her attorneys are trying to comfort her. You just need to get through 48 hours, Seda. Wait for the warrant, then you can do the hair and urine test. Her dad interjects. Even if you get sentenced, you'll probably just get probation. So you just need to keep your mouth shut, understand? I know, fuck. I'm the victim here, you guys. Someone did this to me. So you're gonna need to get more than these two national lawyers to fix it for me, okay, dad? What the fuck were you thinking, dad? God, you're such an idiot, Jesus. Right at that moment, the police officer walks in. Miss Lee, we'll be conducting a few tests. We need a urine sample. You have a warrant? No warrant, no urine. Got it? Um. Well, Miss Lee, it seems like you know a lot for a first-time offender. I'm not giving you shit, so f*** off. The lawyers are all shaking their head. They're stressed. She's ruining it. Now let's catch back up with Jay. Jay is trying to find out why his CCTV tapes were deleted from October 19th, which is when Ryan disappeared on Eve's orders. He sent it to an IT guy to figure out what's going on to get the, the deleted drives recovered. And he says, show me what you found. The IT guy tells him, 
Nothing was erased from this. What? What are you saying? You don't have any footage from back then. This hard drive right here is completely new. What the hell are you talking about? We've used that hard drive for years. Maybe somebody swapped it. If something was erased, we can typically recover it. But if someone swapped it out, your hard drive, we're not gonna be able to find it. What are you trying to find in anyway? Jay is pissed, but he looks down at his phone where he's getting bombarded with text messages from Mina. Mina is saying, where are you? Are you free today? This isn't about Eve or Sarah. I found something very interesting about Ryan. So if you watch the last part, Mina had found Ryan's iPad that was synced to his phone and heard this audio recording of him confronting Eve about something the day that he disappeared. Mina goes over to Jay's place and plays the recording, but, but the recording cuts before Ryan can reveal that he knows she killed Sohi. But the whole tone, the whole conversation does indicate that Ryan seemed to be threatening Eve about something. And Jay is intrigued. Wait, play it from the beginning. The beginning? He's just talking about alcohol. You want to hear from the beginning? And she plays from the beginning, and Ryan is recording himself while looking for something to drink. He's reading wines out loud, and Jay recognizes those wines as wines that he has kept from his store, which is the place that his hard drive had been conveniently magically swapped so no CCTV footage could be recovered from that night. Oh, Jay's working his noodle. He thinks Eve Lord Ryan, to his siesta boutique, murdered him that so, night, October 19th, uh, which is correct. And he's, he's got his noodle thinking and he gets into the bath butt naked while Mina watches with intrigue and hunger. It's weird. What is yeah. going on here? Money is Mina's love language. And Jay asks her, do you think you can raise an eight-year-old? <laughs> what? What are you saying? You have a child? Yes, but Eve has her right now. What? Wait. Are you saying that Ha Yezhur, Chan Yezhur, she's my kid. So, what? Can you raise an eight-year-old? Join me in the bath. She says, that's an interesting way to propose to someone. Side note, Mina is getting married to another guy right now, like in the process of planning her wedding. So they're doing it? But she says, why would I not want to raise her? Of course we should bring her here. She's your daughter after all. And Jay's like, get in. And he watches her undress and she gets in. Basically, the alliances are shifting. Mina is now engaged to Jay. What? Just like that? Just like that. And they're going to try to get... They're teaming up against Eve to get the daughter. And I don't know why. Maybe Jay thinks that having Mina on his team is going to be better than nothing. But why is Mina even joining him? Oh, she's always like Jay. Oh. She's always liked money, the power that Jay has. What is yeah. this dynamic? Yeah, and then they, Richard turns around. Mina? <laughs> you, wanna, <laughs> you wanna join me? You want another <laughs> Kelly Pochette? And new alliances are forming, even with Diana. She comes up to meet with Eve's, di- with Eve's assistant, remember? From the, the last episode, the, the one that girl. is very suspicious has yeah. burn marks as well. Yeah. The one that also works at Jay's clothing store. So yeah. we saw a few episodes ago that she had the unmistakable burn marks. And I thought maybe she was being abused now as an adult. But it turns out Eve knew her as a high schooler. She was the next victim after Diana. Wow. After Diana left the school. Wow. So yeah. is she working for them by choice or... Uh, I don't know. Maybe she just didn't have anywhere else to go. And Mm. Diana confronts her. You saw me with Ryan when I met you at the store the first time I went in. This is like the beginning of part one. The boutique. You recognized me then, didn't you? Let's call the assistant Gracie. You could have told Eve that you saw me, Gracie. Yeah, so? Get to the point. Why are we both here? You saw the post, right? 
about whether Forecaster A, I think we both know who did that to Sui. I came after Sui as a victim, and after me, you were the victim. Shut up. Okay, Diana, so what? You want me to testify or something? I don't. I'm asking you to not do anything. Ryan disappeared. Who cares about that son of a bitch? Why are you even talking to me about any of this? Because I think you already know. Ryan is dead. It's our chance to release ourselves from their grip. So don't get in my way. No matter what you saw, what you heard, or what you know, don't do anything. We both know that Ryan was murdered by Eve. Right, Gracie? Gracie looks terrified, so I guess we'll soon find out which side she takes. Meanwhile, David the doctor runs into Richard at the go park again and starts a round of go. And they're playing, and Richard looks confused. And David says, what's wrong? Does the way I play remind you of someone? She's good at marking your stones and protecting what's hers, huh? So now Richard knows that David is the one that taught Diana how to play Go. And she's so calm and quiet. You end up being so entranced that you don't even realize that your house is ruined. Silence. David continues. I learned how to play Go from my father. It's exactly the way I explained when I taught Diana. She said she wanted to beat someone. So are you helping her? With everything? I have no reason to stop her. I don't understand. What don't you get? I don't know what the relationship between you two is, but if you care about her, shouldn't you try to stop her? Whatever she hopes to gain from this can't be worth her obsession with the past. David sighs and says, when you think about a victim and everything they lose, how much can they really expect to get back in the end? Maybe just their own honor and glory, which is enough to move on. Some people get those things back practicing forgiveness, but others get them through revenge, and only then can their lives really start. Diana's entire life has been frozen since she was 19, and I've decided to help her get her life back. All she really wants is to finish what she started and finally get some happiness. Richard pauses before saying, don't misunderstand me, David. I also want Diana to find happiness. I'm glad, because <laughs> she deserves it. Which, speaking of David, we see that he's super busy helping Diana, but also maybe kickstarting his own thirst for revenge. His father, the former director of the Jew General Hospital in Seoul, was murdered by a serial killer patient of his. And that patient has spent years sending letter after letter to Dr. David about the smell of blood that came from his murdered father, like straight up taunting him, telling him about the look in his father's eyes when he stabbed him and sliced into his neck. He wrote in-depth letters flaunting the murder in David's face. And this is part of the reason he wants to help Diana. Like, this is the part of the reason he understands and can explain revenge so well to Richard and why Diana needs this to be free. Diana herself soon finds out the truth. She finds a drawer full of the killer's letters in David's house and reads them all. David isn't home to stop her. He's got his own little plot. He goes to the prison that the serial killer is being held at, and he's applying to be the doctor there. And while he's being given a tour of the yard by the current doctor, he hears someone call his name. David? He slowly turns to face the serial killer with nothing but a chain link fence separating the two of them. Is that really you, David? I knew I would recognize you. David, I have to say, I was a little hurt you never wrote back, but I'm glad you're here now. This place is nice, but it was getting a little boring. David stares him down. I have a question for you. You say you remember everything from that day so vividly. So why'd you do it? You said you remember like it was yesterday. So tell me, why did you kill the man that saved your life? How can you live with yourself? 
The killer walks up to the fence, up in his face, till they're both so close. They're literally about to... Oh, David, I'm having so much fun. We'll see each other again? I'll see you again. And next time I do, I'll show you the hell that is my life. And after that, I'll introduce you to the hell that you'll be living in. Till that day comes, take care of yourself. David walks away and the killer looks like he's about to... I don't know, he looks so excited. Okay? He's so excited? Yeah, like this killer is really messed up. And the saddest part is, I'm really Team David now. When he gets home after all of that, probably one of the most traumatic experiences of his life, he still doesn't tell Diana about it. Instead, he's all smiles trying to make her feel better. And over dinner, she tells him, if we had met under any other circumstances, in a different situation, what do you think our relationship would be like? Exactly the same, Diana. I would have fallen for you no matter how we met each other. 99% sure. He is just so smooth. Dude yeah. got riz on riz yeah. on riz. Mm -hmm. Wow. And she's like, why leave out the 1%? Because I don't think it could get better than this. Seeing like this is 100% for him. And for the first time ever, Diana goes in for a hug and holds David. And she had cooked dinner for him and she said, I'm holding you hostage, David. Say that the noodles were good. There's no way that I'd say it wasn't good when I know how hard you're trying. And he hugs her back, and Diana is brought to tears. And with that, we catch up with Eve's mom, who is being blackmailed by Helen's husband. Ah, the man texts Eve's mom, you think your daughter just killed one person? You're wrong, she's killed two. The realization hits her mother. Two. The walls are crumbling in their house. Even Eve, when she gets off work, all the reporters are hounding her in the parking lot. She gives one comment, it's not about me. And they say, are you formally stating that it's not about you in the post? Eve gets in her car and starts walking away, or driving away. She goes straight to Jay's boutique, where she has been for the first time since she murdered Ryan. Eve is there to look for some sort of evidence or blood splatter that she might have missed cleaning the first time because Diana had told her, you have no idea what kind of evidence I have. Gracie, the assistant, finds her. Oh, what are you doing, Eve? Jay just called to ask about the security camera. He wants to know who changed the hard drive and why. I think he took it with him to have it examined by an expert. What should I tell him? Just say it was me. And Gracie, let's do all our fittings back here again. Bring my clothes. So she used to do her fittings here when she was having an affair with Jay. And I think she's going to do it again just so she can keep an eye on him. Mm, but Jay is sleeping with the other girl Yeah, now. with Mina. And Eve is pissed. She finds out, yes, that Jay is sleeping with Mina. How does she find out? We see Mina texting in Jay's shirt on the couch. I, I think... I forget who told her. Someone tells her. Mina is texting in Jay's shirt on the couch, texting her fiancé that she was supposed to marry. Remember, she's in the midst of wedding planning, and she's now breaking up with a guy over text. And she said, Baby, no matter how much I think about it, I just don't think I'm good enough for you. But thanks for everything. I've mailed the ring back express de delivery. I hope you meet someone and be happy. Send. Send. Block. Mina jumps up out of the chair, thinking that it's Jay, her new fiancé, coming home. But it's Eve. So you are here, Mina. Yeah, so what? I'm with Jay now. We're getting married. Good for you. Tell me why you called me over to that plastic surgeon, Dr. David's place. The son of the director at Jew General Hospital, right? Oh, is he really the son of the director? I had no idea. Oh, you're right. Same last name, Jew. What? You think he's working with Diana? Shouldn't you know that already, Mina? Because you're clearly working with Diana, too. She had you get me over there, didn't she? What else has Diana told you to do? Did you really come here, Eve, just to ask me that? I'm shocked that's what you're worried about when everyone is tearing you apart online. You better watch it. 
Why? Because I'm not under your thumb anymore? You have no idea what I have planned for you, Eve. So fuck off. Fuck off? Jay's been ghosting you, right? You should wake up, Eve, because there's a reason he's ignoring you. Eve smirks and slaps the collar on Mina's shirt around. I bought Jay that shirt. It looks better on him. Mina smirks and takes it off and throws it at Eve. Here, it's all yours. Are we done now? She's now naked in front of Eve. <laughs> and Eve laughs at her and says, nice boob job. And she walks off smirking. But when she's out of view from Mina, it's clear. This whole arrangement, this whole thing is bothering her a lot more than she's letting on. Mina is getting under her skin. And with this newfound power Mina is feeling, she wants to mess with the others too. Mina visits Sarah, who is now sitting in prison. And Seda asks her, where are the others? Oh, they're not going to come, honey. Eve for sure isn't coming. Why wouldn't she come? You don't know? Oh, right. You were too busy getting arrested. Hey, bitch. Cut to the fucking chase. What are you talking about? Someone exposed Eve online, but she got it buried by a story about you. An article about your art exhi exhibition being used for tax evasion by your parents? Yeah, that came up around the same time that her expose article did. Too much to be a coincidence, right? It's like Eve used your story to bury hers. And the first thing Sarah does when she gets out of bail is get in the car with her mom and ask, where the fuck is that bitch Eve? Sarah, is that really the first thing you're going to say to your mother after all of this? Can't you see how anxious I've been while you've been in prison? I've lost so much weight. Mom, do you know where my phone is? Probably in your bedroom. Why do you even need it? Because important memories are on it of one in particular. We get a flashback of when they're in high school. The three girls, Eve, Seda, and Mina, are walking around and they run into Sui. Sui is the dead girl and it's not looking too good because Sui is wearing the same outfit as Eve. And Mina laughs. Oh my god, Eve, that's so embarrassing. Seda jokes. This is so cute. You guys are like besties now. Here, let's take a picture of this beautiful moment. And she whips out her phone and starts recording. And Eve is pissed. She looks Sui up and down and says, hey. Take it off. Huh? Oh my god, this is the trigger. Yeah. What are you, deaf like your mother? I said take your clothes off. So he whispers, I'm sorry, Eve, please. They're not even real. They're knockoffs. This is my fault. I'm sorry. I'll please. So he tries to run off when the girls laugh that they're knockoffs. But Eve looks super pissed and she says to the camera, I'm going to fucking kill that bitch. Get this camera out of my face. Sera is going to want revenge on Eve, who is not doing so well at this point. Eve is being bombarded day and night by reporters. I mean, she has a new go-to line. Instead of, it isn't me, it's now, I'm not doing interviews. More legally in the clear, if you ask me. But one man stops her dead in her tracks. Excuse me, Miss Ha? Or Miss Park? I'm not doing interviews, sorry. Oh, I'm not a reporter. I'm with the police. And he whips out his badge. You're a hard woman to get a hold of. You've never returned my calls. And how can I help the police? The night of October 19th, do you remember where you were? Eve smiles, but later she calls the police chief, AKA her and her mom's little henchman, um, corrupt police chief. And she's screaming. They were asking what I was doing. I told them that I was broadcasting because I couldn't think of anything else. Do you know? Did you know that they started an investigation? Did you? You didn't even check. Can you stop this or what? No, I can't. I can't just stop this. Well, what the hell have you been doing then? For one second, let's not talk about you, yeah? Eve, 
I'm retiring. I want to move somewhere warm and play golf all day. I heard Hawaii's pretty cool. Eve smirks. You've decided to retire in the middle of this mess. Messy as it is, I can retire on someone else's dime now. I just want a house in Hawaii, that's all. From the kindness of your heart, of course. It's only fair. Since I'm not quite retirement age, I need a healthy retirement package. <laughs> what makes you think I'm actually going to do that for you? Because Ryan's body hasn't been buried yet. And Eve freaks out. What the f*** did you just say? She's being taken to the abandoned funeral home where she scoffs at the empty drawer. I guess Hawaii's not in the cards for you. What the f*** is going on? I, I, I don't get it. His body was right here. And we see the police being called to the scene at a chaotic place filled with reporters, witnesses, civilians all crowded over. And there's the dead body there. <gasps> Ryan. Wow. Eve gets a phone call in that abandoned funeral home from Mina. What do you want? I just got a call from Ryan's aunt. She said he's dead. Did you know his body was just found? You sure have a lot of friends, don't you, Mina? You talk to Ryan's aunt? What, are you jealous now? You should know more than anyone how hard it is to keep friends. You don't even know what's coming for you. You're totally fucked, Eve. And Eve says, thanks for the heads up. It seems like I've just lost two friends. And she slowly hangs up. It seems like Diana is winning. But she's also suffering too. Because revenge is not easy when you have a money-hungry evil vulture for a mother. Diana goes to kick her mom out of her old apartment. But she's grilling KBBQ with her boyfriend. Remember, this is like Diana's number one trigger. Because um, the sound of the grilling of the meat mm. sounds like her skin being burned. And she had a whole full-blown panic attack last time she was nearby, like a Korean barbecue place. She's trying to kick her mom out. And her mom is ranting, throwing Korean peppers at her and screaming, I'm not going anywhere. Try to make me leave, you f***ing bitches. Try. Do whatever the f*** you want, Diana. F*** you. F*** you, 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 this stupid b And I see you. Diana, I see the way you look at my boyfriend. How dare you try to steal my man? You bitch. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, she thinks Diana is trying to steal her man. Who is the man? Some really ugly, just weirdo that she brought in to eat Korean barbecue with. What the fuck? And her mom gets in her face and is like, but I swear if you were anyone else, I would have slapped you across the face. God, I never should have had you, Diana. Everyone told me to get an abortion, but I gave birth to you anyway. And I gave you everything. Whoa. I'm sorry. What? Diana screams, you're the one that destroyed our relationship for a little bit of fucking cash. Get out. Fuck you, Diana, you little fucking whore. I should have killed you. Diana's mom holds up a pair of scissors, and Diana isn't scared. In fact, she begs her mom to do it. But when the meat on the grill sizzles to the point it pops off the grill, Diana screams and falls to the ground, and her mom starts laughing. Oh my god. I think you're scared of the fire, aren't you? And Diana starts crying, like a real traumatic cry. And she says, I will never forgive you. And I will never forgive you because you still can't see that you were the first person that ever betrayed me. Mm -hmm. And her mom starts laughing maniacally. And Diana screams, don't laugh like that. Stop laughing. What are you going to do if I keep laughing? I have an idea. You and I should die in this hole together. 
bitch, and her mom topples over the barbecue grill onto a stack of newspapers on the ground, which subsequently bursts into flames. Diana is frozen in fear, and her mom is still laughing. The room is very quickly filling with smoke, with fire. Diana is panicking, hyperventilating. Her mom keeps throwing more newspapers the into boyfriend? the fire. The, the boyfriend ran out. Diana grabs her mom's leg, and her mom looks down at her. Tell me that you're sorry, Diana. Beg me to forgive you. Do it right now. Do it. And Diana looks up at her. I want to thank you, Mom. I want to thank you. Because you'll never change. And you'll always be the same. You'll always be my mom. It's a really weird thing to say. But we know that the camera in her apartment... Well, Diana is a smart cookie. The whole thing was recorded and her mom is brought in for a psychiatric evaluation. The doctor asks... Diana's mom. Mrs. Moon, we need to know how often you drink alcohol. What are you talking about, doctor? I don't drink, I swear. I never really touch this stuff. It's not my thing. You can ask my daughter. She'll tell you. She's a teacher. Look at my smart daughter. You can trust her, can't you? Tell them, Diana. <clears throat> Miss Moon, you were diagnosed with alcohol dependency six years ago, so you're telling me that you've had nothing to drink since then? Actually, I had a little glass. Not even a full one. Basically half. But I drank it real slow. Like that. How much do you typically drink once you start drinking? How many bottles do you estimate? I said I don't drink, okay? How dare you accuse me, you quack? Oh, this bitch. You sneaky little Diana. How dare you bring me here? You two are ganging up on me, huh? Huh? The doctor is quiet and writes in his notes, delusions of persecution. Miss Moon, why did you start the fire? The fire? Come on, hey. It was just a tiny little burn on the floor, really. I was trying to teach my daughter a silly little lesson. No big deal. The doctor writes, intermittent explosive disorder in his notes, along with alcohol disorder. We weren't in danger, doctor. There were fire extinguishers everywhere. We put the fire out right away. Look, I'm fine. My daughter is fine. We're all fine. Everything is fine. Okay, ma'am. I have everything I need. So we're good here. You're good to go. I can go? Really? Not really. Diana signs over consent and the hospital takes her in involuntarily. She's trying to grab onto the walls as the, as the orderlies are bringing her into her new room. And she's screaming, let go, stop it, assholes. Diana, they're taking me away. You have to help me. Come on, please. And her mom breaks free and rushes over to hug Diana. And Diana hugs her back and whispers in her ear, the decision is mine to make because I am the only family you have left. And with that, Diana pushes her off and says with a sad face, I have to leave you here. And her mom explodes, oh, you fucking bitch. How could you do this to your own mother? I hope you run in hell. And then the orderlies are dragging her away. Um, I think Diana's too nice to her. Yeah, honestly, she belongs in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, yeah. what? Come on, the, the, oh, wow. Yeah, I would have sprinkled a little something something in her soju bottle. Yeah. Just kidding, I wouldn't, FBI. <sighs> No, I wouldn't have. So uh, she tries to attack Diana, but the orderlies hold her back. And now Diana's mom has been taken care of. Eve can no longer use Diana's mom against Diana. Going to the grocery store has been stressing me out more than anything these days. It used to be my comfort place. But now, with the prices on the rise, I'm like, I don't even want to look. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have been feeling very similarly. Which is why I recommend checking out HelloFresh now if you haven't already. I love HelloFresh. I feel like I talk about them all the time. My fiancé is overworks. All he does is work all day and then I'm like, you better make me a HelloFresh for dinner. <laughs> it's really aggressive. But he actually enjoys cooking it. Say you enjoy cooking it. No, I love it. And I don't know if his special ingredient is love, 
but it's so good. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for a reason. They make mealtimes so easy with just delicious recipes that are made with fresh, wholesome ingredients that get delivered straight to your door. The meals are incredible. Like you have 40 weekly recipes to choose from and they have such good options like soy glazed salmon with rice, one pot pork, black bean chili, or even like a creamy uh, Dijon dill chicken. Just being able to see what goes into your food is always a pleasure for me and you can meet all of your lifestyle requirements, all your lifestyle goals. HelloFresh has a dietitian win tag on their menu choices that are delicious dietitian approved meals that contain a third less sodium. You can even power up on protein. HelloFresh has recipes that feature 30 grams or more of protein. And HelloFresh is customizable. You can swap protein, sides, add a protein to a veggie dish and all the ingredients come pre-portioned it's so easy to cook. It's so easy to enjoy. And with groceries getting more expensive, takeout is getting more expensive. Takeout portions have been getting so small these days. I digress. So I'm telling you, it's the perfect time to try HelloFresh. So make sure to go to hellofresh.com baking60 and use code baking60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com baking60 and use code baking60 for 60% off plus free shipping. I never thought that I would be a mobile game girly, but here I am, and I'm never going back. Look, life is busy, it's stressful, it's overwhelming. I just wanna see some cute, charming graphics, and I wanna lay back on the couch, and I wanna indulge in a story full of scandalous secrets, but like, make it cozy, you know what I mean? So Love and Pies literally checks all of my cozy game boxes. You can download Love and Pies for free, by the way. I think it was one of my first few Merge 2 games ever, and if you've never played a Merge 2 game, I love it. Okay, in Love and Pies, you have to build your own cafe. You can do that by combining these ingredients, which sounds simple enough, right? That's what I thought. But there's this whole storyline filled with drama, romance. Like, I'm getting sucked into it. I love that it helps me take my mind off of things, but it's still so cozy and still so stimulating. I've been implementing these 90-minute um, flow sessions where I'm working for 90 minutes, and then I go on Do Not Disturb for those 90 minutes. The minute that that timer goes off, 20 minutes of love and pies. I go out on the patio, get some sun, love and pies. It's like the perfect refresh for my mind. I just feel so comforted when I'm playing. It's so wholesome. It's really relaxing. I'll even whip it out when I'm waiting in the TSA line. Basically, the storyline is you're Amelia, you're taking over your old family's cafe, but it's basically been ruined. So you have to restore it and there's like a whole cast of weird characters that keep popping up and I feel like they all have like their own little secrets, their own little shticks. I love decorating the cafe, it's so satisfying and it's perfect for players of all ages in my opinion. It's just really cute and creative. So for a tasty mix of love and drama, download Love and Pies for free today. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. Eve's numbers are dwindling. Even her husband is horrified by her. He keeps rereading the post written by Soe's mother about Soe's abuse at the hands of weather forecaster A. Well, I mean, Diana's minion helped Soe's mom write it. But Soe's mom knows what's going on. She's on Diana's side. And she wrote, she burned her with curling irons and cigarettes. And Richard remembers Diana's scars. And he's brought to tears when he realizes that not only are Diana's scars real, they were burns, his wife had forced it on her to bully her, but Diana is not the only one. He asked Diana to meet up at the go park, and he says, I keep thinking about the post released by the mother. The part of it said, after that class, my daughter fell from an abandoned building and died. 
Do you think that's true? That depends, Richard. How deep are you willing to go down the hole? You want the truth or you want to bury it? Why did you quit working at Yeshor school? Was Eve responsible for that too? Not entirely. I'm not sure I would have made a good teacher. She pulls out a piece of paper for Richard. Here's the address for Soi's family. Only Soi's mom lives there now, and you should know the girl's name. Yun Soi. Richard takes the paper. I heard that her body is still frozen somewhere. Which hospital is she in? Do you want to move her? Or are you willing to help me? Before he answers, Diana shows that she trusts him and says, Seolju General. And he says, why did you choose to protect Yesol? You must have known that using her would have been the easiest way to torture Eve. But if I had done that, I would have hurt you too. Wait, 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 what? Like, she could have done something really bad to Yesol. It's the easiest way to get back at Eve. Oh, 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 I see, I see. But then she's saying, I couldn't have done that. In fact, when Diana quit working at the school because of her mom, she went up to Yeshor, who really liked her as a teacher, and she said, I am always here if you need an apology. Till the day I die, I will be asking you for my forgiveness. And the little kid is confused, but maybe she'll remember this later, whenever she feels she needs to. And Richard says, once you finally get revenge, will you be happy? I really hope I will. I want to be happy enough that I feel like I could die. That's how I want to feel when this is over. In the meantime, Eve feels like she could die now. She finds herself trying to talk to anyone that can give her more information. I mean, she's slowly starting to feel more and more isolated. Her minions are gone, forming their own little weird alliances, creating their own motives. She ends up at Jay's other office asking about Ryan's body. And she's like, I'm guessing you already know, since you and Mina live together. Yeah, I heard Ryan's body was found. Well, did the police say anything to you, Jay, since he worked for you? Did they mention anything about his determined cause of death or whatever? I heard something about where the police found his body. And where was that? The abandoned building where Soi fell. <clears throat> and we get a flashback to Soi on the roof with Eve apologizing for wearing the same clothes as her. And she's begging, I'm really sorry, Eve. I threw all those clothes away and they're all gone now. Okay. Okay? Really? Thank you so much, Eve. Eve slaps her across the face. Of course you should thank me. And? And? I, I swear I'll stay out of your way from now on. Another slap. I already know that. And? Oh, come on. Wow! That's so pretty. Yeah, whoa, that's cool. That's very pretty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, this is beautiful. Do you guys see it? Oh my goodness. Let it melt. Okay, we're gonna let it melt before I dig in. So wait, where was I? I'm dead serious, okay? Not me being so excited about my matcha cookies. <laughs> this is a fictional story, by the way. And she's like, I already know, okay? Come on, you're not even sorry, are you? So he's like, no, I really am. I swear, Eve, I really am, please. You are? Then you better take your clothes off to prove it. Jay starts talking and Eve gets pulled back to her current time from her little walk down memory lane. So we're getting these as flashbacks from Eve. So here's the thing, Eve. This is what Jay is saying. So here's the thing, Eve. I just got my hands on a file, an audio file you'll find interesting. You were the last person to see Ryan, weren't you, at my boutique? That asshole was actually recording, huh? Oh, that must be it. Mina must have heard it too. What was it like? Pretty fucking shocking, Eve. So what? What are you gonna do now? I'm still Yeshor's mom. I'm your daughter's mother. And now you finally know everything, don't you? And she switches gears from being evil and pissed to, you have to save me. You have to save Yeshor. Jay, you're, you're our only hope. 
Tell me the truth then. Tell me the truth then. What did you do to Ryan? It was an accident. And I thought I took care of it. I just... I, I just know that Diana, I know that she did this. And there's this doctor who's helping her. His family owns Hoju General. So he is in there right now. I feel like everything is falling apart. Jay, I'm gonna leave Richard. We can come live with you, right? Me and Yesol? Yesol deserves better than being the daughter of a murderer. And she throws herself on Jay. Will you say it? Will you say that I was with you the day that Ryan disappeared? Wasn't I with you? Jay smiles and says, yeah. Yeah, you were. You know how much fun we like to have when we're alone, don't you? And Eve smiles and hugs him again. But when they both hug, they both look like they're scheming something else. I don't think Eve actually wants to leave Richard, and I don't think Jay wants to be with Eve. Mm. Eve gets home exhausted, and she finds Sarah sitting at the coffee table drawing with Yeshor. Eve drags Sarah into the bedroom, into her closet, away from her daughter, and she's like, you psychotic bitch, you must have spent a fortune on lawyers. How are you out already? So it was you, Eve. I was just looking out for you, you know? You should be careful. You're running out of chances, Sarah. Hey, I know it was you. The article about my tax evasion was written by the same asshole who wrote about all your cover stories. What the hell are you saying? That's ridiculous, Sarah. What's ridiculous is that I got caught on the same day people found out about your past. You planted that so yours would get buried, huh? Sarah's throwing a fit in Eve's closet, but Eve doesn't care because she notices something strange. Her white purse that she had been carrying when she went to Ryan's empty morgue drawer in the abandoned funeral home, remember? Uh-huh. It used to have a bag charm on there. And now it's gone. And she thinks back to when she saw the empty drawer. She got that call from Mina that Ryan's body had been found, and she hung up and she slammed her bag all over the place in a little temper tantrum. And now her charm was gone. What does that mean? It fell off in the funeral home. That's evidence. Oh. Eve is positively falling apart. <laughs> and it's delicious. But maybe, just maybe, Jay is on her side. Who knows? Because after that little reunion, he runs to ask his lawyer the dumbest question known to mankind. Hey, so if they find a body dead, do you think they're going to perform an autopsy? <laughs> <laughs> if they can't prove it was a or an accident, then yes, they will, most likely, yes, they will perform an autopsy, correct? Oh my god, it's wet. Whoa. Should we try it? Is it undercooked? Oh. Oh, maybe you should eat it first. What? <laughs> How is it? Oh yeah, undercooked. It's undercooked? Why am I eating it? Yeah, don't eat it. Kinda good. Yeah, kinda good. Mmm. Not bad. Not bad. Mm. He's like, what if the family is against the autopsy? It doesn't matter, Jay. If the police suspect foul play, they can request a warrant for an autopsy. So there will be one, and I can't stop it. Jay, what is this about? You're starting to scare me. You never cared about anything other than tax evasion. Why suddenly criminal law? <laughs> okay, I'll deal with it. I gotta go, I have a meeting. Wait, don't just leave. Do you need to talk to me about something? Jay walks off to another meeting. This guy is booked and busy. This time, he meets with Richard at the boutique, and he offers Richard a drink. No, thank you, Jay. I prefer to get to the point. So you want to get the beating over with? You've never been beaten, have you? I can relate. You're the first guy that's ever beaten me. I couldn't even fight back. You were good. I said, get to the point. Well, someone's impatient, Richard. Suit yourself. You already know this place has a special meaning to Eve, don't you? This is where he, she was... Jay, be careful what you say. Jay throws a USB at the coffee table. A USB little drive. There's a voice recording from Ryan's phone on October 19th. Take this and give it a listen. 
You know, Ryan, you were looking for him too. The last place he was seen alive was here. The last person he saw was Eve. That's what I want to talk to you about. And there's something else, something I only realized till today. There was an expensive bottle of liquor over there. Pretty good grip on it, yeah? Now it's gone. Where is it? Where could it be? You mind asking Eve if she knows where it is? She typically has expensive taste in murder weapons, you know? Richard grabs the USB. You mean, she's a... Jay seems all too excited to tell Richard that his wife is a killer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah she is. You're married to a murderer. And what do you want me to do? What do you really want? Should I report her to the police, Jay? God, you're insane. I could have done that myself. We need to help her, not call it in. I won't give this to the cops if you swear to divorce her and give up custody of Yesor. That sound good? I mean, that poor kid. She can't grow up with a murderer as a mother, can she? Whether she's your daughter or mine. Okay, Jay is so dumb, so dumb. I think the only reason Richard is even staying with Eve is for Yeshor, and now he's like, give up Yeshor to protect Eve. That's not even aligned with what Richard would want, so I don't know why Jay is bringing this to him as if this is like his golden ticket out of here. Richard does not want that. That's not his endgame. Richard clenches his fifth and fists and says, are you using Yeshor to threaten me? Look, I gave Eve an alibi when the girl she bullied fell off a roof and died. Now someone else is dead. Someone that she was alone with. So what do we do? Is it going to be your turn to give her an alibi? And I think Richard is finally coming to grips with the fact that his wife is a full-blown serial killer in the making. He needs to call mind hunters, criminal minds. She is the unsub. Instead, he calls his lawyer. Who tells him? If Jay has the original file to this audio, I suggest you make a decision soon, Mr. Ha. If the man chooses to leak this first, it could be very, very bad for us and JY Construction. Okay, can you find a small town in England or Ireland to send Yesol? Her and Annie will be accompanying her. And he looks out the window and says, it's snowing heavier now. Be careful. Yes, you too, Mr. Ha. And he leaves. It seems Richard is being backed into a corner and he's going to make a decision soon. Meanwhile, Eve's family cop, chief, police, chief, buddy, mother he's trying to flee South Korea because he's not about to go down for everything. Ryan's body, he thought he had hid it in the funeral morgue or the abandoned funeral. Now it's been found by the police. Mm -mm, he's trying to skedaddle. And this is when we have Eve's mom's plan initiate. She pays her shaman a million dollars in cash to call Helen's husband, the abuser who has been blackmailing her with the anonymous phone. We knew something was going to happen to him. She has her call him to meet her with payment from Eve's mother to keep her secret a secret. And he's so excited. He doesn't even want to share the money with Helen. She knows it. But she's not worried. Because knowing even her mom, they only live by one mantra. Dead men can't talk. So he rushes out to meet with Eve's mom's assistant, who is the shaman. It's pouring rain. And as soon as he's about to cross the road, Eve's mom and the police chief are in a Mercedes driving in the rain. This is their last meeting. Eve's mom cryptically looks to him and says, One more thing. Involuntary manslaughter only gets you probation, right? And if there's a witness, it's even more likely to go in your favor. And right at that moment, a body crashes into her windshield. Helen's husband, the abuser, is now rolling dead on the ground. She skids to a stop. They run out in the rain. The police chief checks Helen's husband's pulse, and he's dead. But he also realizes who this man is. It's the one that he found the contact that's blackmailing her. He's the one that found out who that phone number belongs to. And he's like, you ran this guy over on purpose. 
But it's too late. Eve's mom is already calling the police. Oh my god, there's been an accident. I hit a jaywalker. He came out of nowhere. Hurry, please send an ambulance. Eve's mom is the one that who hit it? Yes. And she hangs up her phone. And the police chief is like, are you insane? Why did you call that in? I wasn't drunk. I wasn't speeding. All the rain, it obscured my vision. He was jaywalking. And you're my witness, so suck it up and help me. What? You really think that you could play me? That I wouldn't find out that you two were working together to blackmail me? So Eve's mom thinks that Helen's husband is working with the police chief. Oh. And he's like, what the f*** are you talking about? Why would I be working with him in order to get what? He knew details about things that only we would know. So who else would have told him that stuff? That's when we realize that Eve's mom has no idea what kind of trouble her own daughter is in right now. Because we remember in part one, Eve's mom threatened Eve and was like, take care of it in terms of Diana. And Eve was like, got it, right? And um, the police chief is pissed. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I know it wasn't me, okay? Have you always been this back crazy? Don't lie to me. This, this is happening and there's nothing you can do but protect me. I still have the evidence that proves that we're in this together. I have Eve's name tag from the night that she killed Soy. So the night that Soy was pushed off the building, Soy had ripped off Eve's uniform name tag that Koreans have to wear to school and she dropped to the ground to her death with it in her hand. She dropped it on the way and uh, Diana found it because she was at the scene when Soy died. She was nearby uh -huh. and she hadn't been bullied yet. She had no idea what was going on. And um, she took the name tag. She knew that Eve had killed and pushed Sui. She literally saw uh -huh. Eve standing at the top. She mailed it to the police chief anonymously. And it was uh -huh. still ruled as The police chief gave it to Eve's mother just so she could keep it safe to make sure Eve never got caught for the murder. The police chief tries to slap Eve's mom, but he stops himself and he just screams, you lost your mind, lady. The name tag would only work against you and your own daughter. You plan to turn in your own daughter for murder now? And how would some housewife even possess evidence that was handed over to the cops? It's still sealed, you know, exactly the way that you gave it to me. Between everyone who's involved, who's the most f***ed, huh? Don't you think at least one of us left some DNA? <laughs> and she's laughing while the police chief grabs her by the collar and shakes her. What the f*** are you trying to do, lady? Trying to take us all down? I'm just trying to get what I need before you run off like the coward you are. Just know that you will go down with me no matter what. So take care of it. Because whether this kills us or we come out the other side, we're in this together. And we see the shaman lady walk off with a million dollars in a bag. She goes back to the temple with it. She's the one that called Helen's husband to come meet. Yeah, what's her whole goal here? Where is she going? What, why does she need a million dollars? I don't know. This lady, Eve's mom, just be giving her millions of dollars, okay? <laughs> and she goes back She's to the- She's the biggest winner. Yeah, and she gives it to her assistant in front of the temple doors. Go light the candle at the shrine and bleed a chicken and take this. Yes, shaman. Also, did she come with you? The shaman slowly turns around and sees a woman holding an umbrella. It's covering her face. She slowly lifts it up. Diana. <laughs> what is she doing here? <laughs> You startled me. Sorry, ma'am. The temple is not open right now. It's very late. You should get going, please. Are you only working with one client today? Eve's mother can be quite demanding. Not surprising, is it? Room crash. Indicating she saw the hit and run. Who, who are you? While Diana is busy threatening shamans, 
Love that for her. David is walking around in the dark in an abandoned funeral home. And he finally turns on the light and he catches a little, a little creature on all fours with her phone flashlight on. <gasps> it's Eve. Funny running into you here. What are you doing alone in the dark, Eve? <sighs> She's looking for her phone charm, or her bag charm, remember? Mm. I could ask you the same, Dr. Ju. I was just curious about the building. So you ended up here completely at random, Eve, both times. First with the police chief and now alone. I own this property now. Oh wow, no way. I was looking for a bathroom. God, shitty excuse. And then she walks off. And she power walks out of there, knowing that she had been caught red-handed. She rushes to her car, and she gets in, and she's about to drive off, but she realizes the gate is closed and padlocked. She rolls down her window. Open the gate, Mr. Jew. I'm just trying to keep out trespassers, you know. Gotta be careful these days. Why are you doing this? What did you do to me the other day when you put me under? What did you do? He smiles. Procedures. Your jawline looks more chiseled. Really thins out your face. Eve gets in his face. I don't know what that said to you, but you don't know the full story, so stay out of it. Did you know, Eve, I'm also a dermatologist. When I look at a wound, I can see the pain that a person wants to inflict. And they both glance at her foot. I know what you did. You were looking for something, weren't you? And he holds out her, her bag charm in his hand. Here, take it. I already have everything I need. And as for the gate, you can just open it. Those chains are fake. They're not even locked. Don't worry. I won't make you pay for parking. I have a feeling this is the last time you'll get lucky. Drive safe out there. With rain like this, you wouldn't want to hit anyone. And with that, he walks back into the funeral. Like, what do you mean you wouldn't want to hit anyone? And Eve looks at her phone that rings. It's her mom. Her mom texts her. I'm at the police station. Come pick me up. And her mom is sitting there at the police station with the police chief who's explaining to the officers. Guys, you know the drill. This isn't my station, but it was raining outside heavily. The man came out of nowhere. He's jaywalking. The officers did a breathalyzer at the scene. She was sober. He's jaywalking. She wasn't negligent. She didn't flee. She has no record. I think we're done here. The officer says, I'm aware of the circumstances. Unfortunately, the site had no security cameras. We're still trying to get in touch with the man's family, so if you don't mind, Miss Park, you're going to have to stay a little longer. And as for you, Chief, you can head home. The Chief looks at Eve's mom. It's okay. With cases like this, you just want to come to an agreement with the family. That'll be the most important. With the bereaved. Yes, I know. Thank you, Chief. And, and I'll reach out soon. Thank you. And Eve's mom starts breaking down in front of the office. It's raining, and I can't see. I'm like, why did he have to die? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, ma'am, it's okay. It's not your fault. Please try to stay calm. The next day, Diana gets a visit from the police that was investigating Ryan's disappearance. Remember Detective Choi? Uh-huh. And he's like, we found Ryan's body, Diana. Did you hear about that? I hadn't. Where was he found? You don't seem too surprised. Have you already spoken to Eve, or are you here because I'm a suspect? We looked into some of Ryan's emails. He was doing a lot of digging into Choi's case, and it appears that you were the one feeding him most of the information. And is that illegal? Most of the people around him are far worse than me. I'm insulted. What's going on, Diana? What actually happened between you and these people? I already told you everything, detective. The problem is, you didn't believe me. So everything you said about Sui and this group, it's true? Oh my god, so tap the pay, okay? Like, this dumb cop better redeem himself. He's like, tell me what's happening. She's like, I did. Oh my god, you weren't lying. 
if you don't get up and, I don't know, will you arrest someone? I'm going to punch you. But I guess thanks to him, we get a flashback scene to back to winter of 2004 when police find Soi's body at the bottom of the abandoned building. On the rooftop, they find a pink lighter that was dropped. And in current time, Diana asks the detective, Do you smoke? On the list of evidence from Soi's case, there was a lighter discovered on the rooftop. So you know that when you use a lighter, traces of DNA are left behind. Look at Diana doing all the work for him. Diana's making big moves, and Eve is picking her mom up from the police station the next morning. What the hell is going on, Mom? Did you drive? Let's go to the shaman. Why the hell would we go there? What the hell is going on? Tell me. I feel more comfortable when I'm there. I'd rather be there than with a shrink. And in the car, Eve finds out that her mom ran someone over. But I don't think she realizes who just yet. Do you have the family's contact information? Oh, Eve, you don't have to worry about it. I'm taking care of it. How can I not worry about it when someone is dead? The reporters are going to have a field day about this. Eve, how many times do I have to tell you everyone makes mistakes? But still, the solution does not lie in the past. It's in the future. Somebody died yesterday. It's done. We have to live for today. Damn. God, what are you saying, Mom? What's wrong with you? And when they get to the shaman, Eve's mom passes out in the room, and the shaman starts performing in the snowy courtyard, a ritual to cleanse Eve's mom of her sins or something, right? And Eve is clearly not fond of this shaman ritual. She gets a phone call and steps away. What? It's her little henchman. I'm not sure I need to be telling you this, but your little spy, Helen, her husband was hit by a car last night while jaywalking. And suddenly, Eve puts two and two together. And she hangs up the phone, standing there in shock, when the shaman's voice is behind her. Oh, Eve, how are you? It's been so long. How have you been? What? Eve slowly turns around to face the shaman. Hi, Eve. It's me, Zoe. I'm Zoe, the girl who transferred. Do you remember me? What the f*** are you doing right now? Who? The shaman is pretending to be possessed by Sui. What the f*** are you doing right now? Should I take them off? Do you want me to take off my clothes and give them to you? Whoa. What do you want? What the hell is this? And then, just as she started, the shaman goes back to dancing to the beat of the drums. And Eve is left with her memories. Another flashback on the roof. Eve is telling her, Go on, strip off all your clothes. Sui tries to apologize. Eve, I'm sorry. But these aren't even the same clothes. I don't care. It's not about the clothes anymore. I care that little b****s like you don't listen, even when I ask nicely. And with each hate-filled sentence and word, Eve pushes Hoey closer and closer to the edge. Why? Is this even a sweater? It's just a gross pile of lint. You have a minute. Eve laughs. Hoey doesn't move after the minute is up. So you didn't strip. I've had enough, okay? I'm not afraid of you anymore, Eve. You're nothing, especially when you're all by yourself. Mm. Eve laughs. What the f*** are you even saying? Is that like from a movie? I'm not scared of you or your money. When I think about it, I feel bad for you. So I've decided to forgive you because, because I'm a better person than you, Eve. Wow. Are you calling me pathetic? You feel bad for me, so clearly you're calling me pathetic. F***. That's a lot to take in at once. So you wouldn't mind if this pathetic loser helps you get this lint off, right? You're better than me. You should at least dress the part. Don't move. And she grabs Sui's sweater and starts lighting it on fire with her lighter. Sui's trying to put out the fire, but Eve is laughing. Go on. 
keep telling me how you feel sorry for me. So he tries to hug Eve to get her to help, and in that process, she rips Eve's name, name tag off her uniform, and Eve pushes Hui off the building, where Diana was sitting on the steps looking at something, and she hears a loud thud. And she quietly walks over and sees Eve standing over the ledge, calling her mom, asking for help. She tells her mom, something caught fire while I was hanging out with my friend on the rooftop, and the girls just started freaking out for no reason and fell off the roof. Her mom tells her, get away from there first. I'll have Mr. Shin, the police chief, call you right away. Stop crying and get it together. Did anyone see you? No. Any witnesses? Make sure. Look around. You gotta be sure. There's no one here, mom. There's no witnesses. And we see her run off without her pink lighter, which is the same one that Detective Choi is holding in an evidence bag, telling his partner in crime, let's send this to forensics. How is that not checked? Uh, they said that they believed it was Hui's lighter. We also see Diana come back later to find Eve's name tag left in the snow where Zoe fell. Police hadn't gotten it, she sent it to them anonymously. Eve turns around, shaking off her flashback, and she's trying to pull herself together because the shaman is creeping her out, but she's shocked. And she sees Diana standing there, staring at her, with snow falling around her. So she's sandwiched between the shaman on one side and Diana on the other, and the shaman starts talking to her again. The, the beat of the drums stop, and the shaman says, and again, I, I think that Diana had the shaman agree to this last night when she was exposing that she knew what she had done to help Eve's mom commit vehicular manslaughter. So I think the shaman is working for Diana on this one. Because shaman was blackmailed? Yeah, by Diana. Because oh. Diana literally saw her oh. vehicular manslaughter with mm -hmm. Eve's mom, you know? And so the shaman is like, Eve, do you remember what happened on that roof? You remember me, right? That was when your name tag went missing, right? Right, Eve? What the f*** is this? This is enough. Stay away from me. And with a light little nudge from Diana, she gives a little nod. The shaman starts dancing again and then stops. And she glances at the empty part of the courtyard. What are you doing here? You're dead. You shouldn't be here. I knew I smelled something rotten in here. All those burns on your body and your skull has been crushed. Why haven't you moved on? What do you want from the living? Why are you still amongst us? And the shaman drops her things and falls straight on her back, having what looks to be a spiritual seizure. Don't come for me, I'm not a medical professional. Her assistants come to help her aid, and they're like, Mother, mother, are you okay? They're here. She's right here, right now. And she gags and passes out. But the other shamans, they rush away from her body collectively at the same time. Oh my god, mother's been cursed. She's been cursed. And they run away, wrecking the altars. They're like throwing the fruit offerings on the ground. And Eve runs out of there, shocked. Just leaves her mom. Leaves. So the performance was successful. Yeah, because she was mentally broken at this point. Already mm. so paranoid, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then uh, in her mom's room, the wind blows and one of the strips of paper that's used as an offering falls on her mom's face and wakes her up. She screams. Meanwhile, Helen is called to the morgue to identify her husband's dead body. She looks devastated. I don't know if it's an act for the police, or I don't know if it's a complicated feeling. I think maybe it's a complicated feeling. When she gets out, I guess Eve has gotten it together enough to meet her outside the morgue. She sees Helen walking out and puts her cigarette out on the snow. So I hear your husband is dead. So what, are you and Diana working together again? You had to drag my mom into your husband's murder? This makes you a killer too, bitch. I guess this is why you didn't even flinch when I offered to kill him. You need to settle this with my mom. So basically, there's gonna be no criminal charges pressed on, Hel on Eve's mom if Helen comes to a settlement. But if she doesn't, she's gonna be charged with vehicular manslaughter. Do you really think I can't find your daughter still? 
Helen looks at her. First of all, I need to give you something back. And she slaps her across the face. Ooh! Ooh! But Eve had slapped her twice. Uh -huh. So here comes another slap. And Eve screams, you fucking bitch. And Helen tells her, how can you threaten someone else's child? You're a mother too. I have a lot of pictures that you don't want others to see. So don't try to mess with me. Hurt me again and I'll find you and give it back to you twice as hard. So at this point, Helen's husband, the abuser, is dead. Her daughter is safe in America. She got nothing to lose. Oh, She's gonna play games. Shit. And Eve is screaming after Helen as she walks away. I'll fucking kill you, you fucking bitch. And right at that moment, she hears someone clear their throat behind her. <clears throat> and she looks up to see her two henchmen that work for uh, the police chief. So the police chief also has some gangsters that work for him. The two main ones are there, and her husband, Richard. And he drops an envelope of cash onto the ground. The minions smile and pick it up. They led him here. They were watching Eve. They were working for Richard at this point. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Ha. Feel free to call us if you ever need anything again. He says, I hear you work for Mr. Shen, the police chief. He's leaving Korea soon. He's even arranged for his motel to be sold. Thank you. And the two look at each other and say, let's go get him. They're going to go after? Yeah. The police chief for his money? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Richard out here is throwing up, okay? And he says, Richard, honey, what are you doing here? Who's that? Do you know them? She's acting like she doesn't know that. <laughs> right now, Eve, you have two choices. And he pulls out the piece of paper from Diana of Soy's mom's address. This is the address of Soy's mother. You might have forgotten about her, but she hasn't forgotten you. Either go there and accept your punishment, or our marriage ends here. Think hard because I know I will. Why should I have to go? I'm not the one who killed her. That bitch freaked out for no reason and she slipped off the roof. So you were there. Eve grabs the paper, crumbles it, and throws it. Our marriage? Our marriage was over the moment you met with Diana Moon. I see. I've made my decision, Eve. Goodbye. And as soon as he walks away, he calls his lawyer and tells him to do it. Get the place in Ireland for Yeshoi. The next day, the news is all over the place. Mr. Ha, JY construction owner, cuts off wife, weather forecaster. There's a scandal that they're divorcing, ending their 10-year marriage. Speculation is due to her bullying past being exposed. He's cutting ties and he's doing it hard. Not only that, but he's making sure that her bullying scandals are thrust into the limelight by doing this, basically. Everyone on Diana's team should be over the moon, but Dr. David is sad. He tells the nurse, oh, He's single now. That's bad news for me. <laughs> what the? And they all giggle. And the other, the other person that's not so happy, besides the obvious, is Mina. She's worried that Eve's divorce will have Jay running back to Eve. And she's ranting to Sarah about it, but Sarah has been hooked on a new drug. One that Diana is quite familiar with, that of revenge. She has been uploading pictures of Diana from her old phone, her torture pics of her abuse from her computer and uploading them to the internet. Eve's life is about to get super complicated, coupled with the fact that Helen refuses to settle with Eve's mom, which is the only way that Eve's mom doesn't go to prison. I mean, we both knew that Diana and Helen knew what was going on. Like, they knew that they weren't going to get their hands dirty killing Helen's husband. All they had to do was push Eve's mom a little bit and boom, murder. Murder for hire. You don't even have to pay her. Eve's mom even visits Helen uh, at night. Helen tells her, I have no intention of settling, ma'am. Please leave. Eve's mom, with her little pearls, literally clutching her pearl necklace, begs her, please, ma'am, 
I know I have no right to be here, my goodness. I can't imagine how you feel, but you see, I have a daughter and a granddaughter. <sighs> Please, I beg you to reconsider settling. Maybe you've taken some time. We can meet and talk about this again. I'm not gonna settle. Don't contact me again. I'm still in mourning, you know. Eve's mom stares at her driver after Helen walks away. Double the fucking money. Double the offer. Fucking mourning in that hideous dress. Eve's mom drives off, and before she can get into her driveway, she's blocked by a woman standing in front of her car. Which, like, come on, Diana. The woman just ran someone over to death. This is not a very bright idea. Eve's mom rolls down her window. Move, lady. You're blocking my way. Good evening, ma'am. I'm Diana Moon. I doubt you remember. You're who? Let me try this again. I know Eve's hooked it. Helen's husband, and I know you hired someone to have him killed. Basically, the shaman. Eve's mom gets out of the car. Did the police chief send you? He didn't. I came on my own. I'm here all the way from the year 2004. That gets her attention. Diana Moon? Her mom remembers the bribery that she had with Diana's mom to get Diana dropped out. Good. Seems like you remember me now. So I'll get to the point. I don't care if you actually had Helen's husband killed or not. What I do care about is that Eve killed Soy and how the police chief cleaned up after her. You have Eve's name tag, don't you? I know you kept it at the shaman's shrine. What? All I want is for you to turn it in as evidence. So what will it be then? Will you give up Eve to save your own skin? God, I love this. Okay, so this family had used Diana's own mother against her and now she's doing the same thing to Eve's mom, giving her the same choice. Diana calls Eve's mom and her phone rings from the car. That's my phone number. Will you become a murderer? Or will you turn over the name tag and you'll be charged with manslaughter? I know this decision is easy for you, but you can pretend to think about it as if you actually love your daughter. <laughs> Call me when you make up your mind. And with that, <laughs> Diana walks off. But it doesn't seem like Eve needs her mom to take her down. Seda is uploading videos of Eve trying to get Zoe to strip from her clothes that she's wearing. Remember, she's taunting Zoe. Are you deaf like your mother? She's posting this all over the internet. It's already live? Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Like, Seda is high on revenge, I tell you. She's smiling at her computer, uploading more and more pictures, and she's whispering, I told you, I would take you down. <sighs> and with that, Eve is forced to quit her job. And Diana says to herself, Looks like you're standing on nothing more than ruins now. No longer with your beautiful walls. It'll be desolate. It'll be dark. Welcome, Eve. And we see Eve go home to make sure Yesor has no access to the internet. And she tells her daughter, listen, sweetie, mommy and daddy got into a tiny fight. And there are some other things mommy has to do to take care of. I already saw everything, mommy. Did you really bully your friend? Did you burn her? My friends say they're scared of me. They asked if I was going to burn them too. That's not... Yesor, please, I can go meet with your friend's mothers and I can just... Just go away, mom. I don't want to be like you when I grow up. I'm not proud of you anymore. Yo. So with that, Eve is forced into doing a press conference where this woman, known for wearing bright colors, is wearing all black and she clears her throat. <clears throat> I admit that when I was young and immature, I was bully, but I've never murdered anyone. In reality, I'm the victim here. For the last few years, I've suffered at the hands of Sway's family. I had to endure all of this just because their child had died. I filed a lawsuit regarding these unjust accusations made by her family members and the malicious lies spread about me. I never wanted to bring attention to any of this because Zoe and I used to be very close friends. But when she died, Zoe was expecting a child. The reporters go wild. You can go and check for yourselves. It's all in the police reports. 
My friend Toy, instead of having that baby, she chose to kill herself. I didn't say anything about this earlier because I wanted to keep her secret. I truly am sorry I have to reveal the truth like this. Now if you'll excuse me, I have another friend's funeral to attend. She bows deeply, wiping her fake tears, and walks off. She's trying to sway the rumors, and it just might work. She heads to Ryan's funeral, where the cops and reporters are also heading now, which Seda, Mina, and Jay have gathered. Look, Seda thinks it's hilarious Ryan is dead, and she's just being really evil to Mina about how she's the next one. She reminds Mina that Mina is the bottom of the friend pole. She's the bottom of the social hierarchy. And Diana being humiliated, if Diana wasn't there, they would have bullied Mina. Mina would be the one with the scars on her arms. I don't know why Seda is like going through this, okay? And Mina is angry. She grabs Ryan's iPad that she still has on her and using Ryan's Kakao Talk, like his messenger app, sends a video to everyone they know. It's a tape she found of Seda and Ryan in the group chat. And she thinks it's hilarious because Seda always pretends to be holier than thou, richer than thou, and here she is f***ing Ryan. Jay thinks it's hilarious too. He had no idea who sent it from Ryan's iPad. Seda thinks it's Eve as payback for posting her bullying videos. I mean, I just have to say. Yeah, so much evidence. These people have like zero brain cells. They're yeah. so evil, so yeah. mean, doing so many bad things, twenty four seven. On camera. On camera, everything. <laughs> and but, they out here burning bridges. Yeah. <laughs> and it's they have weird. zero plans of what they're doing, but oh, gets, they're so evil. It gets crazier. So right when Eve walks in with reporters and police following her, Seda attacks Eve and later Mina. She grabs a pencil from her hair and stabs Mina in the neck until blood comes out of her mouth. It's all very dramatic. Okay, this part is a little K-drama dramatic. Sarah gets thrown onto the ground by officers and is arrested while she's screaming, You want my clothes? You want my life so mad? You can wear them at your f***ing funeral, you f***ing bitch, as she's screaming at Mina. Mina needs to be hospitalized. And her great amazing fiance Jay just leaves her. He leaves in his Bentley to go meet up with Dr. Ju, the one who almost ran him over. He's oh. finally putting two and two together. He meets with David at his office. Hello, Jay. It's been a while since I last saw you and gave my business card to you. But you aren't here for a treatment, are you? By the way, how's your friend feeling? Mina, right? Of course you know about that. You and Diana are working together. Mina went to the hospital. Don't worry about her. What exactly is going on between you and Diana? You guys. You should watch what you say. I've gotten used to my new car, so I might run you over this time. Oh, your manners are f***ing terrible. Probably because you grew up rich. Anyway, your mom is the director of Jew General, right? I heard that Soy is there. She's been for a while. Why do you care? I was wondering if I could go see her. She's frozen, right? Are they going to perform an autopsy? As a doctor, what do you think? As a doctor, do they test everything they find inside her? And it clicks. Diana and David had thought that Ryan was the one that ripped Sui all oh. along. But it just revealed that Jay is the one that ripped Sui. Wow. I don't really know a whole lot about forensics. But I do know that you need to be accompanied by a member of Sui's family. If you're looking to book a procedure with me, you can book an appointment on the way out. I have a lot of patients I need to see. So he just realized that. Yeah. Right there. Mm -hmm. And he's, what, angry, disgusted? Disgusted. And Jay says, wow, you almost convinced me to book an appointment with you. But I'm good. And with that, he leaves. And that changes the game. Diana and David, again, they thought Ryan had died for his sins. But mm. now, Jay deserves to die too.
I just got all four of my wisdom teeth out. Am I gonna tell you this in every single video and be insufferable? Absolutely. And I was actually referred to this particular oral surgeon in New York City, but did that stop me from whipping out my phone and stop looking him up on ZocDoc? <laughs> I was gonna say stalking. Absolutely not. Look, I don't know if it's a hot girl problem, but seriously, so many medical things have been going on in my life recently. From full body rashes, infections, wisdom teeth infections. It has been such a wild ride the past few months, and I don't know if I could have done it without ZocDoc. There are a thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc that are there to help you. They listen like a friend, but they actually give you really good advice, not like a friend. Because the last time I asked a friend for medical advice, I, I was convinced I was dying. That's like a deal I've made, stop asking them because they say wild things. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need and treat almost every condition under the sun. So there's no more doctor roulette of scouring the internet for questionable reviews. ZocDoc is like this trusted guide that helps you connect with your new favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. I appreciate it so much because when you're not feeling your best, the last thing you want to do is bounce around looking for a doctor you trust or trying to figure out if this doctor takes your insurance or like if they have an opening. It's such a headache that ZocDoc has completely solved for me. You can even book an appointment on ZocDoc with a few taps. You can upload and verify your insurance information right on ZocDoc. So go to ZocDoc.com baking and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within like 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash baking. zocdoc.com slash baking. Have you ever sent a message or an email and you're like, <laughs> what if they take it the wrong way? Like what if they don't read it in the tone that I meant to send it in and you start rereading it and they could either read it, the marketing strategy isn't right. Or they could read it, the marketing strategy isn't right. I used to stay up all night overthinking th things like this, but now with Grammarly, I sleep like a baby. I know that my tone, my grammar, my message was conveyed correctly. Grammarly is this digital writing assistant that I cannot live without anymore. I have a hard time putting my foot down in emails. Even if I have every right to voice my opinion, I always second guess myself. I make the email sound super passive. With Grammarly Premium, I have advanced tone suggestions which help me communicate confidently. For example, if you type, we may want to consider providing an update, Grammarly is like, no, you stand your ground and changes it to, we should consider providing an update. It's professional, it's confident, it gets the message across. It has changed the way that I'm able to communicate in terms of work, and I realize people respond so much better to my emails. It helps maintain a level of professionalism while being direct and friendly. I love it. And I never have to second guess if I spelled something correctly or punctuated, because Grammarly makes sure that my writing is professional, mistake-free, and clear. And it's not just for people with writing jobs. If you're a student, or if you work, or if you don't work or go to school, but you send emails to your landlord or your friends, Grammarly is a game changer and it works where you work. So get those important projects done on time. The right tone can move any project forward when you get it just right with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com tone to download and learn more about Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com tone. Meanwhile, Jay walks into his office where Eve is waiting, but he's not alone. Richard's mother is standing behind him. Oh, hello. Say hello. She's a member of our golf club. 
Hi, sorry. I was planning on giving you a call soon. Did you see the articles? Yeso's father and I have gotten into a small argument about it, but still, asking for a divorce still seems a little hasty, don't you think, ma'am? Yeso's dad, huh? Yeso's father? She picks up a golf club, trying to smack Eve with it, but Jay stops her. Well, hey now. Why the putter? Putter's too much damage. Stay out of it. Who is it, Eve? Who is the father? Who is it? Jay told me that Richard is not Yeso's father. Oh my god, while Jay's there? Yeah, and Eve is looking at him like, are you f***ing insane? Ah, oh, yes. Ma'am, I forgot to mention. I'm the one you're looking for. Yeso is my daughter. What did you just say? So it doesn't really make sense for your son to raise my daughter, does it? Now, you know the truth. Would you consider, please, getting Richard to disown Yeso? Eve screams at Jay. Are you fucking insane, you asshole? And the mom, mother-in-law goes crazy. You two assholes have made a terrible mistake. How dare you betray my son like that? And she goes around smashing everything in Jay's office with the golf club. <laughs> Diana goes to Jew General Hospital to pay off Soy's morgue fee. She had finally saved up enough money because Soy had been held in the freezer for like 20 years. Why can't the boyfriend just I write it off? Diana wants to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, Soy's family couldn't afford it. It's a family I mean, business. Yeah, the no? hospital was never asking Soy's oh, okay, family okay. for it. Yeah. But the doctor tells her, I'm sorry, ma'am. It's a little too late for that. I understand, but better now than never, right? Y yes, but somebody already paid for it. Who? Um, Jay White construction owner, Richard Haw. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> but when Diana walks off, we see the director, David's mom, was in the room. And she's looking at her, curiously. I think she's kind of putting two and two together, too. The mom, the director. David's mom is pretty smart. Putting what together? Like, David had told her that he wants to help this girl that he likes get revenge. And oh. She's kind of, you know, connecting the dots. Mm. Meanwhile, Richard is making another tough choice. He packs Yesor's bag and picks her out from the soccer practice where she's standing there depressed. Nobody wants to be friends with her. The other moms whisper when they hear Richard calling Yesor's name. And she sees it's her dad and she cries and runs to her dad. And she yeah. keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he gets emotional and says, my princess, you have nothing to worry about. Nothing that's happening right now is because of you. This is not your fault, do you understand? But she just keeps crying. Helen and Diana are having their own emotional moment too. Diana tells her, go live the life you always wanted. You're free now. Live in a world where you don't have to be my accomplice. Go live a happy life. And please don't cry. I want to leave you with a smile, Helen. Sometimes I just wonder what you were like, Diana, when you were still a young girl. You're so pretty when you smile. Do you? Wonder how I used to be? I don't remember. And then Helen brings out boiled eggs in a Ziploc bag and puts them on Diana's lap while she's sobbing. I would like to wish you luck, Miss Moon. And Diana says, I hope we never meet again, and walks off. Diana walks off with the eggs and reminisces about how she used to be. She used to be on rooftops, drawing the landscape while her clothes dried on the hangers. She ran around school looking for her friends. She was carefree. But when she got bullied, she no longer had friends. They all dropped her in fear that they would be a target too. And we find out that one of the girls that she's yelling for in the hallway, Gracie! Please, Gracie. The assistant was her friend, and the assistant dropped her once Diana started getting bullied. Oh. So they've got history. 
So now Gracie, after being confronted with Diana, spends most of her days crying about it. Yeah, we'll see what Gracie chooses to do. But Jay, the ever-loving fiancé, goes to visit Mina at the hospital, and the doctors tell him that Mina is going to have trouble controlling her vocal cords. They were seriously injured from the attack from Seda. They said, you're going to have to keep an eye out on that. Jay rolls his eyes. So is she going to get her voice back or not? As of now? No. But sometimes patients do get their voices back. Yeah, well, what are her chances? It's not very likely, but we don't know for sure. But it's important that she doesn't try to speak. Mina was a woman who loved the sound of her own voice, and now she's not going to be able to talk. And Jay is most definitely going to leave her. The doctors walk out to give them a moment alone, and Jay scoffs at her. Shit. If you're going to need a miracle, I guess I should just send you your stuff. I don't have to worry about you. You're brave. Let me know if you need anything. Oh, oh wait. That's right. You can't talk. Mina is trying to scream at him. Babe, the doctor said you shouldn't talk. What? You're saying I can't do this? Why? Oh, that recording on the iPad? I erased it. I know his password too, 696969. 69, 69. <laughs> and Mina screaming again, I know, I know, I'm a son of a bitch. don't try to speak. Doctor's orders. But hey, you should try switching to menthol cigarettes. Loosens up your throat. And he leaves Mina a fully broken woman. Seda too, she's being charged with attempted murder and her father, the church priest, is arrested for tax evasion. He has been embezzling tens of millions of dollars of church offerings every single year. When news breaks, David calls Diana. I saw the news. Looks like we're almost there, Diana. Congratulations. You've destroyed them all. I may have set it up, David, but they're the ones that destroyed themselves. And you're the one that finished it. Everything's in place. And we get a flashback. The two of them, Diana and David, had gone to the abandoned funeral home where Ryan's body was held. They planted DNA from Eve's foot. Remember? He took it dirt when she was under? Under Ryan's fingernail. Because um, the police chief had wiped his fingernails of evidence. Mm. And side note, the police officer, Detective Choi, is just getting results. The DNA from under Ryan's fingernail curiously matches the DNA from the lighter from 18 years ago when Tsui died. And now the cops are trying to get DNA samples from everyone. Diana thanks David, and he lets her know that he's going to be home late tonight because he's heading out of town. Where are you going? Somewhere far. Gotta go. See you later. And he hangs up. We know where he's going. He's going to go to the prison to meet his father's killer. And he sits down, and the killer says, We meet again, Dr. Ju. You didn't answer my question last time I was here. And you promised to show me hell if we were to meet again. You still haven't told me why you did what you did, so tell me now. Do you think that this is your hell, Dr. Ju? Because it's far from over. Why did you kill my father? So we find out that the serial killer um, had broken his arm. This is before trial. He had broken his arm, and he was bleeding when he was in the process of getting arrested. Mm -hmm. He had killed two innocent women. Mm -hmm. No one in the hospital wanted to treat him because mm -hmm. he's a serial killer. David's dad treated him. And as payment, he killed him. He said, everyone at the hospital refused to operate on me. My arm was broken. The pain was so intense, I thought I was going to die. I was bleeding badly, and no one wanted to come near me. That's when your father stepped in. Dr. Ju said, the court will punish him for his crimes. We're here to make sure he makes it to trial. I'll do it. Can someone call my son for me? Tell him to go home first and tell him not to eat ramen. I don't know why he's eating ramen all the time. The serial killer said that pissed him off. I mean, I was dying there on the hospital bed and he wanted to make sure that his son wasn't eating ramen. It's kind of hilarious when you think about it. Anyway, he started operating on my left arm and I woke up in the middle of it 
I realized my right arm was free and the scalpel was close by. You know who I really wanted to see in that moment? The director's son who really loves ramen. That's why I did it. I thought you would come running if your father died. I wanted you to come running. So I took the scalpel and I sliced his neck. So I guess in reality, you're the one responsible for killing your father. And with that, we see Dr. Drew get rejected by the prison warden from being the prison doctor. I'm sorry, but we just can't hire a victim's family member to work here. And David gets sent off and we see him in his pain for the first time. Like he pulls over on the side of the road, angry, upset, and like just the cry, it's so devastating. He's Diana. He's been so busy helping Diana, but he's so broken. But he still manages to pick himself up, get himself together to go visit his mom. Hey mom, you look like you lost a little weight. You're like a stranger now. Oh yeah, I've only been eating vegetables so I can try and fit into bikinis and find myself a European husband. Oh, like an Italian stallion? Were you crying? I have nothing to cry about. Why would I be crying? Can you buy me dinner, mom? I'm gonna go grab a list of the most expensive restaurants in the area. Be right back. And go get a haircut. David, you need to take advantage of the handsome face I gave you. And I'm trying to grow out my hair so I can braid it. So the two have this like banter relationship, but when he walks out of her office, his mom seems genuinely worried for him. And with that, there's another mom out there that is not worried for her child. She's out for her own skin. We see Eve's mom meeting up with Diana and she throws Eve's name tag on the table. Police Chief Shin gave this to me years ago. Are we done here? Not yet, we're just getting started, ma'am. And right at that moment, Diana had arranged for Eve to meet them there so she can witness her mom's betrayal. Mom, Eve, what are you? Did you tell her to come here? Eve deserves to know. Your mother chose to give you up to save herself. You said it yourself, Eve. Family will betray us the worst. Diana grabs a name tag and pins it on Eve's fur coat. There, this is for you, back where it belongs. Do you guys wanna know something? This name tag can't even be used as evidence. It wasn't even found the night that Zoe died. It was found much later. I never needed your mother's help. I just wanted to know if she would abandon you like my mother did. And now we both know she would. So much energy, so yeah. much brain power, you know, like, yeah. Wow. Just revenge really takes a lot of effort. Yeah. A lot of willpower. But I think we're really not revenge people. And with that, Diana walks off, leaving Eve to face her betrayal. Mom, what did you do? Mom, tell me why. How could you do something like this to your own daughter? Your mom says, what? I should go down with you? When you're the one that couldn't get rid of some bitch? Well, you can go give your own daughter some love, but I don't think I can do that. Eve drops to her knees, crying for her mom, but her mom won't even look at her. Eve is no longer her concern. This mom is out to save herself. And Diana says to herself as she walks out victoriously, I know that there are mothers out there who are willing to choose hell to save their children. And we see Sui's mom begging anyone to listen to her about Sui's death. We see Helen and all these women that chose their children over themselves. And Diana says, so I hope Eve, that you don't think this is over just yet. And don't assume that you've been punished enough. After all, only Ryan has had a funeral. Implying she wants them all But right at that moment, Soy's mom collapses and Diana rushes to the hospital and she's trying to get help for Soy's mom, but she finds out that Dr. Jew, David, is listed as Soy's legal guardian. Soy's mom's legal guardian. Mm -hmm. And it was done before 
Diana even asked for his help in revenge. So he's always a part of it? Yeah, so she confronts him. Did you always know that I was going to come to you for help? Yeah. How long? When did you know that Soi and I knew each other? I knew for a while that her body was being kept in the freezer. I saw your student ID when I wrote your prescription, and I realized you were the same age as her. I assumed you had been friends. I followed you the night when uh, we met. So they were in the ER in the same room together, and she bolted out of the hospital. He had actually followed her, but before she left the hospital, she went down to where the morgue was. And mm -hmm. she stood in front of the door crying. Mm -hmm. And he saw it. So he kind of put two and two together. The, the morgue is not that busy, and she's the same age as Hui, like it was a whole thing, right? He said, from the beginning, I knew what my role was. I'm the hospital director's son. So when I heard your story, I knew I was perfect. I was the perfect person to be your executioner. And I wanted so badly to be of use to you. I wanted to help you no matter what day or what time, wherever you were. I wanted to run to you before you felt guilty for using me. But you left before I could. Because so he's... Basically, Diana knew that he was the hospital director's son. And it was a two for one. She wanted to learn Go, but she also wanted to use him. But he just fell for her so hard? No, but she left. Remember, after uh -huh. she learned to go, she left. He wasn't expecting that. Oh, she never used him. Yeah. Uh -huh. He literally had to beg to be used. So he was confused. And he's asking, like, even now, I don't know why you left. Why? And Diana says, Soi's mother told me what happened to your father. When she said he had been murdered, I was afraid Soi's body would be removed from the freezer. But the intern at the hospital was the director's son. I thought I could find a way to salvage my plan. So I came to use you. And then I realized something. That I was selfish for thinking that I was the only victim that mattered. You were a victim too. Basically saying that because his dad was murdered, he too is a victim. And to use him, it just felt so wrong. And he said, that's a relief. Here I was thinking you left because I wasn't your type. So then, there's no reason for you not to use me. If you leave again, then it's not for revenge for love. And Diana says, then help me until the end. And he says, I will serve you until the end, Diana. Oh my gosh. <sighs> wait, wait, so he wanted to do all this because what? Love at first sight? I think it's like, you know, maybe he just felt like he met someone that maybe he could connect with on a level that nobody else could. Like, it's very hard to meet someone who has that level of wanting revenge, maybe. Because he was so consumed by revenge. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it just felt like a soul that mm -hmm. was so similar to him. It was more okay. the feeling. But this guy is really out here making me question why I was ever Team Richard in the first place. <laughs> wow, really proving if he wanted to, he would kill people for you. Soon after, Diana visits Mina in the hospital, and Mina looks terrified. She still can't talk. Diana smirks. You've gotten so quiet ever since you lost your voice. I guess it's hard to laugh at others' misfortune given your current state. By the way, that scar on your neck? It'll always itch. It'll always sting. And it'll always burn. Like all mine do. Mina throws her pill bottles and pillow at Diana in anger. Do you know why I'm doing this to you? After 18 years, you all forgot about me, Mina. That's why I'm doing this. So you'll remember. And I know there's someone you want to be remembered by too, isn't there? I've taken care of Eve and Zeta too. I couldn't have done it without you. But now my schedule's kind of opened up. If you want to get revenge, I can help you. Don't you want to get back at Jay, Mina? 
and we see Mina trying to get into Jay's place, but he's changed his passcode. So he hears her beeping, 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 and it won't work. And he opens the door, treating her like she's pathetic. She tries to signal that she came back for her things, and he smirks and let her inside. Yeah, come take whatever's yours. And we see what, he's, what she's really here for. Diana told her, Jay suffers from glaucoma. Every day he has to use eye drops. And you know how somebody oh could gosh. get something like washer fluid or hand sanitizer in their eyes? Diana puts a needle and some fluid in the glass bottle. Does it matter if Jay won't be able to see anymore? He can't see his red-headed models, those racing flat girls, even Eve. He won't be able to see them with his eyes ever again. What do you say, Mina? You want this? Mina takes it and she goes into the bathroom while gathering her stuff and she's kind of contemplating whether or not she wants to do this to Jay. And Jay barges in, hey, don't take long. I need a shower before I get out. Oh, shit. that's right, you can't talk. Um, why don't you clap? How long you need? Clap once for 10 minutes, clap twice for 20 minutes. Mina flicks him off. Wow, your sign language has gotten good. You have 10 minutes. And he leaves. I think Jay just made up Mina's mind in that moment, and she injects his eye drops with the weird liquid Diana gave her. And she laughs as she does it. She's fully unhinged too. Jay, having no idea, rushes to find Yeso at school, but is told by other parents that Yeso has been transferred to a school overseas. Transferred? He tries to call Richard, but Diana picks up. Where's Yesor? Where are you hiding her? Jay, I've always wondered who the last face you would ever see would belong to. I guess we now both know it won't be your daughter's. Implying he's going blind soon, but he doesn't get it. He's just mad. Where the f*** are you, you goddamn Jay goes to try and meet with Diana, but now it's nighttime and he can't see well. He puts his eye drops in his eyes, and it's burning. And in that moment, a huge semi-truck slams into him. And I don't think this is coincidence. Why? Well, I'll talk about it later. Okay. I think Diana was helping someone with what? Jay. She wanted to blind Jay, yes. Yeah. But there is another person who wants Jay dead. Richard. We'll get into it. So all these loose ends seem to be tying up. Even the police chief comes home to see the minions... The corrupt police chief comes to see the minions that Richard had told about his escape plan to break, uh, to break free from Korea. Yeah. They're trying to break open his safe with axes. <laughs> what the f*** is going on here? We heard the motel you own is being sold. We deserve a severance pay. Haven't we cleaned up after you enough? The chief slaps him across the face. Severance pay? You sure? You don't want insurance as well, you son of a bitch. What else do you want? Paternal leave? And he slaps him again. And now the minions are pissed. They hit the chief on the head with their axe once. And they say, on days like today, when it rains like this, evidence can get lost pretty quick. And he looks out the window to see the rain, and we see that he's getting bonked on the head nonstop with the axes. He's going to die. Eve is going to have nobody to fall back on. And we see her get caught red-handed. She gets a text message from the boutique, like a video of the boutique where she killed Ryan. It's almost like this cryptic text message because the video pans over and we see the murder weapon just there with blood on it. Anonymous text. And she rushes over and the police are there. Like the whole thing is luminol. They've got blue light. There's blood smears everywhere. They're taking pictures. And they arrest her. Gracie had put the murder weapon back. Diana had oh. used a fake phone to send a video to lure her out while the police were there. Eve is arrested. She is a fully broken woman. She tries to make one last call to Diana, but Diana throws her phone into the trash and walks away. She's busy anyway. 
She's just been called into the police station. Detective Choi sits her down and shows her a picture of Eve's mother. Do you know this woman? That's Eve's mother. She's involved in a vehicular manslaughter case. At first, we assumed it was an accident, but it turns out the victim had been blackmailing her. Okay, and why are you telling me this? I thought you would already know. I believe you gave the victim information on Eve and her murders. But I couldn't find a connection between you and the victim until I looked at his wife's phone numbers. You know Helen, right? The thing is, detective, I'm known for having a wide circle of friends. Even if I did speak to the victim or his wife, is that against the law? I mean, she was the one driving. You're right. It's not illegal. So what's going to happen to Eve's mom now? She was just arrested for murder. Diana, is this how it should end? You planned all of this, didn't you? Diana smiles and says, I appreciate that you've taken the time to listen to me, officer. I had to, even if I was 18 years late. This concludes my investigation, so this is goodbye, Diana. Character redemption. Character redemption, thank So what you. does that mean? Like, he finally believes her about yeah. the, all the stories? And technically, like, he could be a dickhead about it and try to see if she's involved in things. Mm. And, like, you know, she was moving corpses around and, like, mm. doing some shady shit. But he's like, this concludes my investigation. Meaning, mm. like, I'm not going to look into you. Mm. Go live your life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Diana is winning. Eve is in prison, signing a divorce agreement. Richard and his attorney come to visit her. And the only thing Richard says to her before he leaves is, be sure to get a good lawyer. I've always believed you should spare no expense when it comes to legal issues. <laughs> Eve smirks. You can be so cruel, honey. How could you come serve divorce papers in prison? Where are you going? Don't worry. I'm not going to follow you. I'm going to the UK. Yeshor likes soccer after all. If I write, will you give my letters to Yeshor? Take care of yourself, Eve. And with that, he walks off. And he goes to a convenience store. His last day in Korea to eat triangle kimbap. For the first time. For the first time? Yeah, because remember he met Diana in the convenience store and she was eating triangle kimbap and oh. gave him one to eat? And, uh, Why is he eating them for the first time? Is he into her? Is he thinking about her? Maybe. But meanwhile, Diana is having Helen do one last mission because her plan is over. Her life's work is completely done now. Helen is giving all her helpers a gift. One of them gets a car. Another one gets a bag full of cash. Helen is? Helen is doing this for Diana. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And all they ask is, did Diana go somewhere? Where did she go? Why are you giving this to me and not Diana? We see David come home and his phone rings. It's Diana. No, don't tell me. Hey, what's up? Do you want to go to the ocean with me? David picks her up and drives her to the ocean. And he sings for her in the car. And it's so cute. And they drink beers on the docks in the, in, overlooking the ocean at night. And it's snowing and it's so cold. And he runs to the... um. Look, I was really hoping for... like. Let this be the ending, you know? But then I check the goddamn time and there's still 40 minutes left. So later that night, we see David go to get more beer at the convenience store at the end of the dock. But Diana calls him when he's checking out and he says, I'm just getting more beer. You need anything else? This is our final stop, David. It ends here. Goodbye. And she hangs up and he runs out to where she, she was on the dock and she's gone. She's gone to take her own life. Because no. that was her plan. But first, she has to visit Eve. She goes to the prison. And Eve says, what took you so long to visit, Diana? I was dying to see you. Me too. 
I really wanted to see you like this, locked up in here, completely and totally alone, without a single friend remaining. No one to love you. You really think I'll be here long? Of course I do. Even if you do get out, you'll be so old. You bitch. The guards yell at Eve for screaming. Whenever this is done, even if I'm in the ground or not, I want your world to always have me in it, Eve. I want you to regret your life so much that you can feel it deep in your bones. All I'm sorry is I didn't get away with it. Regrets? I don't have regrets. I should be the one asking you, what would I have regrets about? Diana hints at Eve that she knows something that Eve doesn't. A way to get out of prison. Hmm. And that's going to drive Eve crazy. Mm. But this is wild. We get a flashback to the night that Ryan died. Apparently, Gracie, the assistant, had been sleeping in the closet at the boutique, and Ryan called for her name after Eve left. He was alive. <gasps> she came out and saw him covered in blood, and he was begging Gracie to call the cops to save him. And she remembered all the times mm -hmm, he assaulted mm -hmm. her, and she gave him the final blow and killed him. She called Diana asking for help later on, and Diana made sure Eve was going to go down for it. Gracie thanked her and said, thank you for helping me, and I'm really sorry about what I did back then for ignoring you. Please forgive me, Diana, please. Diana says, I'm no longer standing in that hallway calling for you, and I'm no longer standing in that gym crying. You don't have to be either, saying both of them can be mentally free now. And this is the torture Diana is giving Eve. Eve is already going crazy, begging Diana to tell her what she doesn't know, what she doesn't have to regret. Just fucking tell me, Diana, fucking tell me right now. Diana refuses, and Eve will live the rest of her life, every single day thinking about it, because Diana will be on her mind every single second. Eve threatens to kill Diana before she's escorted out by guards. Diana goes to the rooftop where Sohi died and starts burning all the photos that she had taken during the revenge. And she says, Eve, I'll be the one to kill myself. So let's say our goodbyes to each other now. Dear Eve, who I've always dreamt of killing, goodbye. This is my last letter to you. And to the rest of you, farewell. I hope the end burned like it did for me. I hope it was painful. And with that, in the heavy snow, Diana walks to the edge of the building stands on the edge where she's going to take her own life. Just like when she stood when she was 17, staring down, just tears streaming down her face. But before she can, a voice screams behind her, Help me! Help me, please! Help me save my son! And she looks, and it's David's mother, the director of the hospital. I'm so so remember David's mom had seen her at the hospital and she had this very curious look. So she'd been following Diana around now and she can't let Diana die. And she begs, please, I'm David's mother. If this was the ending you were preparing for, would you change your mind if you knew it would end David's life too? I met with Soy's mother and she told me all about you. She told me what happened to you, how you ended up here, but this isn't how it should end, not after everything. When David told me that he was determined to help you get revenge, I gave him permission and I'm asking for your permission now. Would you allow me to save your life today? Because even if it means I have to hang on to you as you jump, I'm gonna save you, I swear to God. I'm asking you to help my son escape this hell so he can live. I'm begging you to live. Diana turns around and said, Is David's hell Kang Yeo-chun, the serial killer's name, inmate 3724? That's right. 
that bastard. And we see David's dad dying out on the floor. And David's mom is covered in blood trying to stop her husband's bleeding. And David rushes to get his dad. Everyone's holding David back as he screams for his dad, wake up, dad, wake up. And the serial killer that's being pinned to the ground is laughing. Dad, wake up. And he proceeded to write to David Jew every single week telling him what it was like watching his dad die. We don't know what happened on that rooftop, but we see what happened six months later. Eve sees her mom in prison, who refuses to even acknowledge her. Her mom won't even look at her. Wait, they're both in the same prison? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> and Eve is completely broken. She has gotten threatened and beaten into submission. She is the victim now. She's the plaything in prison. The mean, violent woman give her the cue. Hey, cutie, what's the weather like tomorrow? And Eve, who's slumped over in a trance-like state, gets up in fear of violence and fixes her shirt. For the past few days, all the rain we've received has made the temperature drop. However, tomorrow, temperatures will rise close to 30 degrees Celsius around midday. I recommend that you wear some light clothes and make sure you stay hydrated throughout the day. Tears stream down her face as she continues her broadcast, and they make fun of her. Meanwhile, David is sitting depressed at a go table in the park. Diana's gone. What? I thought he... She... It's been like six months. I thought she... Okay. And every day he comes home and the first thing he checks is the go table. Nothing's moved. But Diana's not dead. She's alive. And she's working. She's met with Mina's ex-fiance's very powerful mom. Do you remember? Who loves Diana. And that's why yes. Mina... Yes. Yes, yes. And um, she's got a lot of connections with the government. And um, Diana asks her for a favor. I need an inmate transferred to a different prison. To Chisan Prison. Chisan Prison. That's level S5. Highest security, worst prison there is. Give me the give me the cue and I'll make sure it happens. The mom even offers to give Diana a loan if she needed. No interest. And we see David coming home every day, still looking at that go table. And then he hears the beep 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 on the door. And Diana walks in. I brought some beer. <laughs> like six months really? Yeah. Have you been? Have I been? Diana, you're so cruel. How could you do this to me? Do you have any idea? I really missed you, David. Then why did you leave me again? It's messed up. Maybe it was out of love and not for revenge. Meaning like she left because she loved him and didn't want him to, I don't know. And David is finally honest with her. I haven't been doing very well. My revenge didn't go as planned. I think you just need some lessons. Would you let me teach you how? From now on, I will be your executioner. Just tell me, who do you want me to kill first? And she goes in to kiss David. <laughs> A quick sidetrack. The landlord of Diana's old apartment was always super nice to Diana. Even gave her a room to, for way cheaper than usual. And Diana was always confused. The landlord cryptically told, Diana, told David that Diana had saved her life. Diana had no clue how she saved this woman's life. But recently she remembered. The landlord's son had been killed from a drunk driving incident. And when Diana was in high school, she had tried to commit by going into the Han River, remember? Well, there was someone next to her going in. An older Ajuma. And Diana ran in after her, swam after her, grabbed her, dragged her back to land, and the Ajuma was kicking and fighting. Diana saved her, plopped her on the ground, and the Ajuma asked Diana if she was okay. Why aren't you wearing shoes? It's cold. Oh, sweater, your sweater is wet. It must be so freezing. Diana's like, are you kidding? You're the reason I'm soaking wet. I had to save you. Really now? 
I'm the one you're blaming. I saw you get into the water with the same exact intention as me. Let me ask you a question. The water's cold, isn't it? It's freezing. Let's die in the spring together, shall we? And Diana bursts into tears, and the landlord, the lady, is wiping her tears and is comforting her. And I don't know, I mean, I guess Diana thought that this lady saved her, but this lady always felt like Diana made her snap out of it. And uh, we see that now Diana is back in college. She's got the best grades, best everything. Her classmates stare at her because she now wears short sleeves. On one arm, most of her scars are healed, and she has a tattoo covering one of them. And on this arm, the scars are worse. Because remember, David said, so you have to make fresh cuts to let them heal, the skin tissue heal. But she's no longer wearing dark clothes. She's wearing colors and short sleeves. She's no longer covering up. It's part of the process, and it's working. And we find out that David has gotten a job as the doctor at Chisan Prison, the hardest prison in South Korea, the one that they're going to get the killer transferred to, where David is already a doctor. The two are planning his revenge when they bring up Jay. And David asks, whatever happened to Jay? We get a flashback of him bleeding from his um, car accident, unable to see. He's on the rooftop of a construction building when he hears footsteps. And he's screaming, who the f is there, you son of a bitch? Someone fucking help me, I need to go to a doctor. Mina, is that you? You fucking bitch. Did Diana send you to kill me? Hello? Can someone why, say something? Why is he on top of a construction site? I guess he can't see, so he's scared someone's gonna run him over or something. Wait, he was in a car. Yeah, and he was driving towards a construction site where Diana told him to meet him. I'm oh. thinking Diana told him to meet him there because maybe Richard was going to be there. Mm. And right at that moment, we see a figure come and push him off the building what? into a vat of cement. <gasps> and all we see is a red Hermes tie. And later, we see Yeso and Richard at the airport heading to the UK. Mm, and Richard is wearing a red Hermes tie. Oof. We also catch up with Helen, who has opened up her own, um, like, pantan shop. But she still misses her daughter every single day. And she's honestly pretty lonely. She doesn't have enough money to go to America. But also, even if she does, what is she going to do? Her daughter needs to live. Experience that high school life without worrying about my mom, my mom. Is my mom doing okay in this foreign country? This is the best life she can give her daughter. But that doesn't negate how lonely it is. And she's sitting there one day after her shop closes up and she gets a text message from Diana. I'm looking for an assistant. Interested? Helen rushes to meet her, but first she puts on the lipstick that Diana had gifted her and smiles. And we see the revenge start. The serial killer is now being transferred to the new prison, the harsh prison, where there's a teacher, Diana. She now uh, works for the prison. Gosh. Meanwhile, David, her boyfriend, is the doctor of Chisan Prison, and he's already making friends. Some of the guys in there are good guys. One guy was in there for assaulting a man who disfigured his little sister's face for not sleeping with him. He said his only regret is not killing the fucker. David is doing free uh, treatments on the guy's sister for free. In exchange, the prisoner wants to help David in any way he can. You see, the prisoner lives in the same quarter as a new transfer, inmate 3724. And on the killer's first walk through the prison, he sees a doctor standing there. He doesn't see the face, just the back. Last time, the killer had seen David. David told him his ultimate revenge will come. David said he will kill him and make it slow and painful. The serial killer smirked, but you're a doctor. I know you took an oath like your father. You can't kill me. 
That's where you're wrong. If I wanted to save animals, I would have become a vet. If I wanted to save the devil, I would have become a preacher. My job is to save people, so that oath doesn't apply to something inhumane like you. If by some chance the two of us meet again, you should be careful. Anyone who walks by, any food you eat, any pill prescribed to you, I'd make sure it's safe. Doctors can't do that. I'm not worried I won't get caught because I'm a doctor. And for the first time, the killer is limping into the prison because he got beat up in the other prison before he got transferred here. Uh, he's limping into the prison and you see that he's genuinely like running through scenarios in his mind. And when Dr. Jude David slowly turns around, welcoming into the prison, you see fear in his eyes for the first time. Both Diana and David are now working on their next revenge. And the final scene is one day right before work. It was a sunny day when they drove in, but right as the prison gates open and they get out of their car, the clouds come rushing in. And David says, I love you. And I love you too. And with that, it is the end of the glory part two. Okay, so Netflix hasn't announced part three, and I think that most likely there won't be, but I don't know because they set it up what? so good. So I do feel like it could be really intricate. I mean, they've been Wait, so- they say there's no part three? They haven't confirmed. Oh. But when part one came out, they confirmed pretty quickly mm. that there was part two. See, I don't know. Some people were like, let's end it while it's good. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Some people were saying, but this is a whole new plot that isn't centered around Diana, and maybe we could explore David's character a lot more. Because David, so far, we barely saw his cracks. Like, I mm -hmm. thought, remember, we thought part two, David would be falling apart, losing yeah. his mind. But we didn't see any of that. Mm -hmm. We saw, like, one scene where he was crying in the car, and that was it. So it's like, maybe we need to see his, like him completely lose himself to revenge or something. Wow, all I gotta say... Mm -hmm. Wow, those people, they make them real evil. Like, Okay, this is something that a lot of South Koreans were excited about. Because wow. bullying is such, such a rampant problem in, well, everywhere, but specifically South Korea. And one thing a lot of people were concerned about is that they would glorify the bullies, mm. that they would glamorize them, make them these really cool, chic people that win in the end mm. and make them like they should just be idols evil. almost. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people like the bully characters mainly because they love how good the actors are. Yeah. But in the end... Their punishment is so severe, no one's going to watch this and be like, I want to be like them. And also, I really liked that the protagonist wasn't f***ing annoying. I really hate having a righteous Harry Potter-esque protagonist where they're like, but they said sorry. Let me give up my plans for revenge. Yeah. I did not get so emotionally invested for you to make these dumb choices. You know what that reminds me of? When someone bonks a killer on the head once and they're down, and they're like, let me just let my guard down now. No. You either get out of there or you keep bonking them until you know they can't get back up. Yeah. I was really glad that the protagonist was not annoying. What are your thoughts? I'm so glad that she got a happy ending. I was so stressed the whole time. A part of me felt like they've been doing these Korean K-dramas some... They've been getting some weird endings. What are your thoughts? Make sure to stay tuned for next week's BAM because I think we're doing a book one. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.